0: Hello and welcome to the Cloyster Bell podcast. Rob and I are recording this on the 23rd of November 2023, which is Doctor Who's 60th anniversary. By the time you be listening to this, the, the first of the specials would have already been broadcast. We're still waiting for it. But all things are 60th anniversary themed. Um, today we'll be discussing the, the first sort of mini special that came out to celebrate the 60th which was the children in need um five minute thing so this is obviously a seven hour dedicated podcast to discuss that oh yes uh, yeah because uh, there's a lot to discuss with it actually for for what is only five minutes but we'll get on to that um but anyway yes i'm liam and the, the the wonderful dulcet tones that you just had
1: a hint of was rob hi rob hello everyone hi uh how are you doing Good thank you. Not bad at all. Good good. How's your week been so far? Uh, boring as ever.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um right okay so let's usually we have a bit of I mean have you watched anything interesting since since the last I watched podcast?
1: all the tales of the TARDIS, actually. Oh you've
0: you've beaten me. I've only uh, I've
1: Well no I've 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 cheated and it got to the point where I skimmed a bit. <gasps> you mean you didn't what you only watched the,
0: <laughs> the new stuff. So you've yeah. seen them all. Um right yeah to be I've perfect- seen all the stuff yeah. To be perfectly honest I was tempted to do with that with the last one. Um so I've seen uh, Earthshock, The Mind Robber and Vengeance on Varos. Vengeance of Varos is one of my all-time favourite stories. I absolutely love it. But with that one, I've got to say I was tempted just to watch the beginning of the end with the new material. But uh, I stuck with it all. I uh, What's left then? For me, it's the Three Doctors, Ghost light.
1: Is there another one? Um, Earthshock, Vengeance and Varos, The Mind Robber. Yeah, I've seen those, yeah.
0: Um The Three Doctors. No, I haven't seen that one yet.
1: That was quite a touching one. Okay. With um, so Katie Manning's reunited with Clyde Langer from mm-hmm. the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. Um but it it deals with the loss of the Doctor, um, mainly John Pertwee, and also Joe's Joe's husband Cliff and the the actor had passed away
0: yes yeah 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 okay um because oh I know which one we're missing the time meddler
1: Oh yeah, that was a good. Have you watched that one yet?
0: No, not yet. That's uh, that's another one that I'm that's looking an-
1: forward to. Another reunion you need to see, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so the ones that I've seen so far, I really like the Earthshock one. Uh, I thought that was really good. Um and I thought actually it did benefit the story, uh, which surprised me actually. I, d- I didn't it think did. I did. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be detrimental to the story, but the fact that it seemed to add mm-hmm. so much to it. I was that that was fantastic and of the three that I've seen, I think that's my favorite. I did love The Mind Robber. Um, um, especially because I thought it was very touching that Jamie mentioning Victoria uh, which was nice I've got to say I didn't think it was awful I thought it was okay I was disappointed with the Vengeance on Varos one it didn't quite gel with me in the way that the other two did But
1: yeah it didn't have that special feeling that Earthshock did yes um, yeah. but you haven't seen The Curse of Fenric yet no I haven't seen that one
0: okay uh, just out of curiosity i mean so, so uh hopefully by the time we do our next podcast um i would have seen the remaining ones but uh of them w- do you have a favorite
1: i'm very torn between earth shock mm-hmm. and vengeance on Vi- no sorry yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> the curse of Fenric. oh okay. those are those are the two in particular that i had to rewatch the new stuff because i thought it was really touching and nice and yeah it was really nice
0: all right good good uh anything else
1: no i think they weren't especially remarkable but the some of them were touching like the the one with katie manning and um but yeah i think i think they're a good addition to the stories Mm -hmm. and i think the, the book ended it well the way they have
0: yeah and i think as a way of you know, if you were to introduce anyone to classic Doctor Who, because there's always that thing of, oh, you know, if someone's never seen any of them, which stories would you introduce them to? Um, I know that, you know, there's things like, well, you know, Rem- Remembrance of the Daleks is a, is a really good one, or there could be several others. But I think Tales from the TARDIS is a, would be a pretty good, um, you know, just point, point them in that direction and go, well, if, if you like those, then off you go, crack on.
1: I, I think so. Um, and I think... There could possibly possibly be better stories to choose to introduce people to the show, mm-hmm. Um so maybe that would be a good uh, a good addition for the second season if they did that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: I know there's a lot of desire to get Paul McGann to do one. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily needed, um, unless they do an original spin and make it a an original story. That would be a, an interesting take.
0: Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if they could get, you know, you know, sort of like Daphne Ashbrook to come back with, you know, yeah. I know that there's there's rights with regards to her grace because they're all tied up in America, but, you know, it's basically have her play grace but not mention her by name and see if you can fudge
1: it a bit. Mm, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like the yeah, the TV movie's not really something that can really be dated. So it's it's still... It still feels like contemporary tv almost so it's some it's something anyone can go and watch anyway it, i don't think it needs hmm. the the bookends to make it a, appeal to a so-called modern day audience but
0: yes it would I be nice that, though yeah. yeah 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 so as i said before rob we we're recording this on the the 60th anniversary have you been getting any sort of like 60th anniversary buzz today not at all
1: that's <laughs> such a busy day <laughs> yeah i read some of the Alien 3 novel but it's it's the the unproduced William Gibson script oh right okay interesting um, that's that's quite good it's, it's not the story I thought it was because of course there's like seven or eight different versions of that movie before the final one was made um, is this the so, one where it's
0: like a wooden planet and it's all sort of like it has like a medieval monk type feel to it
1: is well, it that I'm one only, I'm only a few chapters in I don't think it is that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, right. let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes. If a big wooden planet turns up, I'll let you know. But uh, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, there was, uh, as you say, there's different versions of the script. But yeah, I'd be interested to know what you think uh, think of that. Um, yeah. I might get that book myself sometime and read it.
1: Mm. Um. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. And I know some of the elements of that. Are, were adapted for some of the subsequent novels that no, novels that have came out mm-hmm. from Titan Books, um, but of course the Alien this Alien Three book doesn't fit into the main continuity. It's just like an a take. Um, but yeah, I'm getting stuck into it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know next time how it went.
0: Okay, good, good. Um, right. Okay, so I think uh, we'll we'll uh, crack on with it. So um today we're discussing what was um broadcast uh for the children in need this year um it's been given i don't know whether it's official title or unofficial but i think most people are referring to this as destination scarrow
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think russell put that out on instagram mm-hmm. but like i'm not too fussed about titles well had We had did children in need special in 2005 yes yeah. um dubbed the children in need episode um, Russell had called it different things, like the Pudsey cutaway. Yeah, 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 I remember. Um, that. People seem to go towards a title called "Born Again," okay, um, yep. a, a, a title which has since been it's been used to refer to the story within official media, uh, like publications, books, and things like that, reference guides. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it is the title of it, I think, has been debunked by the actual production. And people involved, so I honestly don't mind calling the original just the Children in Need special, yeah, because yeah, that yeah. that that in itself is a title, mm-hmm. and I guess this one's the twenty twenty three one. Yes, so I'm and- not. I'm not too fussed about titles.
0: No, no, no. I know you mean it, and actually, I I know that. uh like if you were to have a, a Doctor Who story called Pudsy Cutaway, you would go what? But uh, in terms of the Children in Need thing, all those years ago, I, I quite like that mm-hmm. as a title, so it's yeah. you know it's fine. It's but, not a title to
1: be ashamed of. No, no,
0: it's not. <laughs> so if if, if any uh, listeners outside the UK uh, or even within the UK uh, who aren't sure what Children in Need is, it's it's a BBC charity telethon. Um, which is I'm not entirely sure when it's uh, when it was originally launched. I think it was sometime in the early '80s, but it's been going on for an awfully long time, and it's a, it's a charity and it raises money for as as you would expect with the title for children in need. Um, and in terms of Doctor Who, there's been a bit of a, a sort of like a history with it. I think the first one was way back with the 20th anniversary, where the five Doctors it was the five Doctors was actually shown in America on the anniversary date. Uh, but it was broadcast a couple of days later on Children in Need. Uh, Rob and I, uh, being the age we are, will associate it more with the the absolute wonderful epic. That was the bizarre crossover of Doctor Who and EastEnders, the soap opera, which was Dimensions in Time back in 1993. Which, uh, mm. which I remember because uh, that was when I became a Doctor Who fan. So I've been a Doctor Who fan for 30 years. So not only is this Doctor Who's 60th anniversary, this is 30 years of me watching the show anniversaries. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, it's too long. Right. Um, and then, as as Rob said, the, uh, with the Children in Need a special, really introducing David Tennant as the Doctor for the first time, and, of course, now this. There's been other things over the years, but these have been the sort of the main ones. Um, this is just a, a five-minute uh, thing. These are quite short. So the plot of what we're calling Destination Scarrow is In a military base on the planet Skaro, Davros meets with his assistant, Mr. Castavillion, to present his new creation, a prototype Dalek, though they have yet to name it. When Davros exits the scene, the TARDIS comes crashing into the base and breaks off the Dalek's claw. The 14th Doctor, who is still puzzled by the return of his old face, notices the damage he has caused and realises the claw belongs to the Dalek. Then when calling the machine a Dalek and being thankful that it didn't exterminate him, the Doctor inadvertently gives Castavillian the the ideas for both both a name and a catchphrase. The Doctor soon realises that he's actually witnessing the genesis of the Daleks. He hastily swaps the broken claw for a sink plunger that he finds in the TARDIS and tells Castavillion to pretend he was never there before leaving. After returning, Davros approves of the plunger. So the casting crew, the Doctor is played by David Tennant, Mr. Castavillion is played by... Moran was Ron Davrosp, Julian Bleach. The voice of the, Dal- uh, voice of the Dalek and Nida was Nicholas Briggs, and the Dalek operator was Barnaby Edwards. It was written by Russell T. Davis. It was directed by Jamie Donahue and uh, produced by Scott Hancock. Um, Rob and I are going to do a little bit of a um, sort of like a commentary uh, on the episode. It's only five minutes yeah. before sort of like discussing the main thing. But just before we do that, Rob. Um, I think there were some expectations that children in need would be involved in the, the lead up to the 60th anniversary and there'd be some sort of thing done for it. So when this was announced, I don't think people were surprised. But the, but I think people were surprised that this was tied into Genesis of the Daleks because we had um, a photograph of mohan Rizwan dressed as Mr. Castavillian. Uh, and you could tell by the, the costume that it was somehow tied into Genesis of the Daleks. Did that give you any sort of expectations?
1: Not necessarily. I saw the photos of the, the black and grey Dalek mm-hmm. and the comparisons to Nida. Um, so I thought, well, it, it filled me with a little bit of hope because I thought maybe this is going to be a bit more of a serious, canonical kind, of kind of episode. And not just something silly, mm-hmm. um, so that, that gave me hope that it was going to be like treated as a proper episode and treated seriously. Um, so that was kind of my only hope there. Oh. I wasn't too, I wasn't, I, wasn't too fussed whether it was going to tie into something or not. Mm. But, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the, there was obviously the link with Genesis of the Daleks. I mean, when was when was the last time that you watched that story?
1: Probably whenever we
0: <laughs> discussed it
1: a couple of years ago.
0: It'd be more than that. I think that was four or five years ago. Um, So yeah, but before, because I I don't know what it, I I had, uh, so my expectations of it was just that I was looking forward to it. But I wanted to do something, which was, before watching it, I wanted to watch Genesis of the Daleks. I mean, funnily enough, before the announcement, um, before the Children in Need announcement came out, Genesis of the Daleks popped into my head as a story that I was like, oh, do I really want to watch that? And I was thinking of the character Nider in particular and a couple of his uh, lines. And I was like, oh, I really want to watch that again. But with this, I made a deliberate thing. I said, I want to watch, or well, re-watch Genesis of the Daleks. It's been a good four or five years since I last watched it. And I just had this feeling that I maybe want to watch it for in the way that I've been able to enjoy the story previously because I, I don't know what it is. I had a feeling that there was something about this which may change something about Genesis of the Daleks. So I said, okay. I, want, I wanted to have that experience. I was probably massively overthinking it, but it was just a feeling that I had and that's what I wanted to do. So that's what I did. Um, but when I ended up watching it, I, you know, I re Genesis of the Daleks, really, really enjoyed it. Cracking good story. One of my all-time favorites. And then, uh, and then immediately after watching it, well, not immediately. I think it was like a 10, 20 minute thing. Then I went, right, okay, I will watch destination scaro but I just relaxed into it and I went whatever it will be will be and just see what's on offer
1: yeah worry and Genesis will never be seen the same again no <laughs> no let's hope let's hope they don't replace it with a version where they've like they've went old George Lucas and put Julian Bleach walking around the place
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't give them ideas Rob anyway there's obviously an elephant in the room with this which um we'll, we will get onto later on because uh, there's a lot to discuss but all synced up at your end, Rob?
1: Uh, I believe so. Just give me a moment. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'll pretend we'd planned to do a commentary, but truth of the matter is, I just didn't bother watching it beforehand. <laughs> so I need a bit of a recap.
0: So the recap is happening live, as it were, folks.
1: Okay, so... Um... Is it, so what, how do we do this? Have we, have we done a commentary before? I don't think no. we have, no. Of course, um... so, so we count down, and then... Everyone presses play. Yeah, I mean they don't have to. Right, I'll count down from three to zero.
0: When I say zero, press play. Okay. On zero. On zero. So I will go. Are you going to
1: say zero, or is it just implied?
0: No, no, no. I will say it just to make it clearer. So. Okay. I'll count down from three. Say one, three, zero. Oh, three rails, yeah, okay. Three, re- yeah. I'm counting down from three rails, which is exactly the same as a second, funnily enough. Uh, and then when I say the word zero, press play. Okay. Okay. All ready? I think so. Right. Three, two, one, zero. Okay, here we go. The good old diamond go. logo.
1: Ooh, new diamond logo. Yeah. New new Tardis. No. Tardis. Yeah, I've got to oh, say, TV. I think the,
0: I think the CGI is really good on this.
1: Yeah. Oh, TV movie. Skaro Kana? yeah oh there's Julian Bleach yeah yeah he was ruined by on Twitter for me
0: oh I see I missed all that
1: there's my one Rizwan Um, I wasn't yeah. familiar with him and then I discovered this brilliant show called Juice that he's done and I've watched the whole series this week
0: All oh, right, right okay yeah this oh. is the first time I've seen him in anything and I think he's really good yeah, check out
1: Juice. We'll talk about that after.
0: Right, okay, okay. Never mind this.
1: <laughs> so I think the claw comes from like an early concept art, yeah? You know what? I never thought about but I think you're
0: right. Yes, I think it did. Mm. Uh, you could also say that maybe it's it's also a little bit linked to the... Uh, the t- uh, oh, not the TV movies, the, the, the cinematic films. Yeah, totally. It's great to see this type of Dalek back in Classic Who.
1: Mm. It, <laughs> it's a fan's Dalek who's got all the signatures. Yeah, yeah. Ruby Ray mentioned actually that ah um, that's right okay you did pick up it? on that
0: I was gonna yeah we'll, we'll mention that later but um mm. I love how this is shot this looks deadly hmm yes, I've got to say I did I did like this they did pick a smile on my face <laughs> all the, the the different names of uh Daleked <laughs> 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 I love, it. I love this guy's uh, performance. As I, as I said, this is the first time I've. You've ever got
1: seen to watch Juice; he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No. I Where get the impression get he'd just be a really from? good,
0: all-round, very good actor. Both, you know, really nailing comedy and really uh, nailing uh, straight parts mm. as well. Yeah. No. Do you think that sounds like um, Nida?
1: It didn't occur to me at first until someone said, someone asked Barnaby Edwards on Twitter who played NIDA, and then he said. Oh, okay. And he also, he also pointed out that this was filmed in April um, of this year.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I... That
1: was a good uh, crash landing. Do you Fatalis. think we're going to get another, do you think it's going to be crash landing in all the specials because we have that <laughs> indentation in the wall? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he's back. I was so curious and excited to see how is he going to play the 14th Doctor? How is it going to differ from the 10th? Hmm. And then he went on the one show and he said, he said, eh, there'd be no point in coming back if I didn't play him exactly the same. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. And it's just, I, I kind of disagree with that Mr. Tennant with all due Fundamentally respect. Fundamentally
1: disagree. Yeah. He's, yeah and yeah. he's going to play him the same. Don't yeah, bother That's just back. lazy. <laughs> Sorry, Tennant, but, 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 so, uh, but I'm not surprised. Um, no underwhelmed but not surprised <laughs> underwhelmed but not surprised yeah. but you know
0: I, one thing I've got to say about this is the set designs because even though it's completely modern you know the, the, his sort of like iPad thing and then the patterns on the wall that does tie into a little bit of the set design of, of the 75 Genesis of the Daleks so mm, I quite like that
1: bit, a little bit Star Warsy as well isn't it yes
0: it is yeah yeah
1: a Death Star
0: but it's 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 very well, you know, for for a short thing for children. Need I think it's very well produced, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. very ni- nicely directed and the lightning and everything. Timelines and did he, did he
1: say the cannon?
0: Okay. No, but you the adaptable you oh, yeah. Right.
1: Hold on. So he's taking the claw away.
0: Yeah, yeah. And here we have a sink plunger.
1: Hmm. Nice and clean. <laughs> Never
0: here. Todd is voping. Sorry, because no, the, the, the he, one he he I'm was, watching was on, was it's, got the, it's got the subtitles on, and actually says that Todd is voping. Vop, warp. Yeah.
1: Here we go. <laughs> Julian back in. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that.
0: Just the, the comedy of just having the plunger and having <laughs> Davros. Did you kind
1: of see where it was going eventually as well? How do you mean? Um, with the when the when the doctor was going to end up naming them. I, I think a little bit.
0: I think after you know, and Doctor Who returns November the twenty fifth. I think. Okay. Um, I think a little bit um, when when Mr. Cassavillian was naming uh, his, you know, possible suggestions, it was when when it was still sort of like the comedy uh, listings on the third one, I went, oh, the Doctor's going to arrive and he will mention it. Um,
1: How about you? Um, Yeah, it did seem quite predictable at this stage, I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, going back to it, so what were your first impressions back to, you know, when you first watched this?
1: Well, um... With Tennant, I was really curious to see what he was going to do different with a role. Mm-hmm. My gut feeling said he was going to do nothing different with a role. So I was expecting the disappointment there. Um But, but you know, he, he, he does what he does. Um, he didn't steal the show. It was more of the same old stuff. So the bit with Julian Bleach, it was a nice surprise. Like, even though it was kind of spoiled for me. Earlier on in the evening, oh okay. Um, I still thought it was a nice surprise, mm-hmm. and um, Marwan Rizwan's character, Mr. Castavillion, mm-hmm. um, it brought something maybe you wouldn't expect. Like, it it brought he brought his own mannerisms and charisma to it, and humor, and um, not something you would have expected to be extracted from Ancient Scarrow. <laughs> but uh it works uh, and the whole thing was paced really well within four or five minutes, so yeah it kind of did the job
0: yeah yeah, I would agree with that, and you picked on a really good word there to describe um uh Mowan's charisma and he is very charismatic I think you know David Tennant comes back and he is to all intents and purposes playing the tenth doctor um but you know, it's it's it's. I think what a lot of you know people, you know, he is beloved. He is a, a massive fan favorite for an awful lot of people, and he comes in and it's like he never left. He hits the ground running with that. It's very smooth, and he you know he he does great. And you know, Julian Bleach. It was interesting because when I, my first impressions when I was just watching it was I did actually like the comedy of it. Um, I just enjoyed it, and I had a big smile on my face, and I did chuckle. Uh, when I first watched it, and I was laughing a little bit there. Yeah,
1: it was even even from Julian Bleach. I thought it was pitch perfect, the comedy. Yes, it was All the, his the, the gestures the... and eye movements, and
0: yeah, the performances were responses. excellent. Yeah. One of the things that I immediately picked up on um, was that I was like, "Oh, this is clearly meant to be set during Genesis of the Daleks," because he refers to this prototype as his Mark Three travel machine which is exactly mm-hmm. the same thing as, as Genesis of the Dalek. So it's just like, oh, okay. They've done something different with Davros. We can actually see Julian Bleach as the performer. They've obviously made a change there. So I said, well, we'll get onto that in a second. Initially, when I was watching it, I wasn't bothered by that. I went, okay, they're doing something different. We do have the line that the Doctor has, which was um, the timelines and the canon are rupturing. Um, yeah,
1: see, I'm not a big fan of the C word when mm. uh, it regards to Doctor Who. Um <laughs> right. I kind of don't regard anything as canon or not. I think Stephen Moffat once said it right. He said, um, he said it's all canon, the comics, the Peter Cushion movies, everything. And I thought, yeah, go with that or go with canons out the window because, I don't know, It's it's a bit of a dirty word. <laughs> I don't like to use it. <laughs> Ugh, canon. Um, yeah, and it is a bit. And <laughs> Doctor Who itself, you can't take it too seriously. It, hmm. It's... It's meta sometimes, self referential, if that's the word. Um it it it's very clearly a fictional story. Mm-hmm. Um and it sometimes knows it. Um what was my point? Oh yeah, so yeah I do not I I d I don't I don't take the word canon too seriously with Doctor Who. Um there's lot there's lots of different writers and performers coming in with creative differences. Yeah. Um, and for a show sure to go man. on
0: this long, you can't be tied down to it. I've always said yeah. that it's it's nice to have some element, you know some aspects of it remaining the same but by and large it's like as long as the continuity within a given season or series makes sense Mm -hmm. then then it's fine but otherwise i really don't care yeah so i I would completely like you not fussed by that and i just went with it and as you say rob i really liked the comedy aspect of the story it was the, the performances of everyone involved it was just yeah. Pitch perfect. And,
1: and and i remember I, I was actually thinking this is this is great having julian Bleach around mm. um it it's a shame we might not get an opportunity to seem like this again um th- that was my initial thought yeah
0: Okay. Um, One thing I will say, though, that I wasn't keen on, because this goes into something... So when it was announced, you know, way back when, that Russell D. Davis was coming back and David Tennant was coming back and Catherine Tate and da-da-da and all the rest of it, there was one announcement of someone coming back, which I've got to say I wasn't that keen on. Who's that? Murray Gold. Um, He has done amazing scores for for Doctor Who in the past, but um, as a style of... Composer, I find that his music tends to to overpower stuff far too much for my tastes. Um, And I felt that that was the case here. There's only one major criticism that I have with this, and that's the music, especially when The Doctor arrives. I think at the beginning of it, there's a little bit of music, and that's fine. But the whole, it's sort of like, this is comedy and it's lighthearted, bum de dum de dum type music, I just felt was a bit much. I didn't yeah, so like I wasn't keen shoving on it. these
1: like, emotions down your throat Like, feel this yeah <laughs> you will laugh <laughs>
0: um I just I found it far too distracting and uh, yeah I wasn't I wasn't that wasn't keen on it so that's the only sort of like major criticism I had you Rob uh, mentioned something when we were doing that sort of like that that small commentary thing I haven't seen anyone else pick up on this um you are the only person Rob the Ruby Ray yeah that's oh, so, so you got that reference too yeah, yeah. Do you think, do you think that's, do you think, I don't know, is that, because I know that we got a companion coming up called Ruby.
1: Is that, is is this something or not? Well, I'm going back to like, well, has it been mentioned? Do you, would you, have you ever used the term Ruby Ray for the gun? No. See, I, I always have. Oh. And I think it, I think it comes from. I don't know if it's from the Dalek Survival Guide, or a different fact book I read when I was younger, but I've always, I've always, I've always um, referred to it as the Ruby Ray gun, and um, for some reason I've always called the Ruby Ray the negative of energy that comes out of the man's chest as well. But yeah I've, I've, yeah, I've definitely called it that before, so I think it's an old reference, but not, not a canon tv reference <laughs> <laughs> you've used that dirty word again you say you don't like the c yeah. word robert you keep on dropping it in yeah. um, well if any if anyone else out there knows uh, i'm it might be from the Dark Survival guide oh, which right, i think okay. maybe maybe bonby edwards and nick briggs had contributed to um
0: yeah oh so it's a recognized <clears throat> term within <clears throat> doctor i've never come across it before yeah all right okay all right okay <laughs> so it's not <laughs> right okay so that that it just threw me a bit. It's just got a Ruby. What is this somehow going to be? Right. Okay. So I'm way off the track. It's a recognized term within Doctor Who. Okay, great. That's fine. (laughs) Right. Okay. We've got to come to it. I think usually at this point, I I can't believe we're going to be
1: discussing (sighs) this. Right. There's the elephant in the room, Rob. And I'm so glad I've had a week to process this. (laughs) Right. Because I I, no, I'm not one to bite usually or have all the hate or the passionate feedback and stuff like that. Um, I, If if we'd recorded this earlier on, maybe I would have let slip and vented a bit. But right. I've had time to process a bit. So you're referring to the behind the scenes episode, which was going really well <laughs> until Russell, Russell made a statement. Mm-hmm. And my very swift feelings towards that, I was shocked and disappointed in him okay um i was well i was very surprised that he'd made the comparison that he did and i think it's if we if you go to the point he's trying to make i think it's this it's a really good sentiment and if you want to try and change mentality about something bad of course go for it Mm -hmm. um i think the way he's doing it is a bit misdirected and 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 of course, I'll be honest that we're all we all have a personal bias because it's Davros. We love Davros. Mm-hmm. Um, and my problem isn't that we're not going to see that Davros again. We might only see Julian brita going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, with to me, I'd love to see some of that. But for Russell to say that we won't represent that davros again because of this blah 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 um yeah m- my initial thoughts um i was i was very surprised and for some reason um fundamentally disagreed with him
0: right okay it it was interesting so as i said when i was first watching this i was watching it and just going okay they, they've changed davros and we can actually see julian bleach you know perform him fully and it's it's a different take it's interesting it's clearly set during genesis of the daleks and we have that line of timelines and the dirty C word rob uh being ruptured and all the rest of it um i was like right okay so that you know clearly something's going on and they've they've changed davros you know what i don't mind i can go
1: with it um, and I, I love i love creative choices that are yes different, yeah yeah if you want to go for it go for it yeah
0: uh, and so when I became aware, sort of Russell D. Davis actually explaining the reasoning behind this, I thought, okay, that's interesting. Um, I maybe not. I don't have any problem with the creative decision. I may disagree with the the reason behind the decision. It's 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 very interesting. I think the comments that he's made. He does say something which uh, I think is completely correct, which is in you know he was talking in in general terms, as well as the specifics of Davros, which was that in the past, there has been instances where um, some form of physical ailment or disability has been used as a depiction of this person is um, morally questionable and we can see this because they have a disability. And I think one of the most famous examples of that is actually Shakespeare's Richard III, you know he's this really evil, despicable character, and not only that, but this is visually depicted because he, you know, he has a he has a he has a hump and he's you know it's all the rest of it. Um, I'm not suggesting that we suddenly no longer see performances of Richard the Third, but the fact that you know that's clearly a a deliberate thing. This this play of Tudor propaganda shows that you know Richard the Third was a was a despicable, evil, immoral king. And not only do we see this in his actions, but also how he is physically depicted. So Rosie Davis is correct in that. Making that link, though, with Davros uh, is interesting. Um, it, 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 and it's, it's brought out a lot of, I think, healthy discussion. I also think it's brought out a lot of ugly, <laughs> passionate discussion. Yeah. Um, initially, Rob, I thought that uh, this was maybe a solution looking for a problem. I don't think anyone had ever thought that Davros had been designed because you know wheelchair disability yeah. equals evil in fact, um, I
1: always saw him as the opposite. I thought this is a Dalek, but we are maybe more humanizing him, putting the man in in the in the Dalek um and yeah, we're seeing an evil side of him, um, which is um, a side of us as well, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But uh, I, I, I always saw the opposite. It was a bridge between Dalek and humanity. Yes. But an evil one. Well, I
0: mean, mm. the, the, the thing is, I mean, this is actually explained within the story of, of Genesis of the Daleks, which is, you know, the, the Doctor actually has a line saying that uh, he, he perpetuates himself with his own creation. The Daleks look the way that they do because... Davros has to the design them in the way you know and you've got that depiction i should say rob through exactly what you've said and okay he's in this life support system um but that doesn't make him weak um you know he's a strong character um but it's it's sort of like one of those things where it's just like am i do i have to have an opinion on this <laughs> i'm really it's sort of, it's it's interesting i may uh, disagree with it but there's a couple right, I, I I don't know whether I'm sort of like sitting on the fence with this or being devil's advocate with it, because in some respects I can kind of see where Russell T. Davis is coming from. But as I say, I don't I don't necessarily agree with him. But there's that thing of going, like, say, for example, you had a really good script and there was this superb villain in it. And um, you had a fantastic actor who could, was more than capable of playing that part. But he doesn't get the part because he's wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Am I? Do you know the point that I'm trying to make? Just you know. Yeah. um Or alternatively, say for example, you were to have uh, a Doctor Who story with Davros of old. You know the the, the the Davros in the sort of like half Dalek thing whizzing around, yeah. and there's a scene, and there's a character, a human character, uh, also in the same scene who is wheelchair bound. Would you have yeah. that scene? Would there be an issue with that or would people make a connection between character in wheelchair character with Davros?
1: Um maybe I mean I mean that might become apparent when they're making it or in the writing process and they might um if they choose to go with that direction do it in a way where you don't see a parallel. Mm. Um and if they are shown in parallel um what is the point behind that i don't know
0: yeah so it's <laughs> yeah it's a, it's it's a funny one so i mean obviously i think a lot of people had very and people still do have very strong views on this yeah. um
1: so you, a, you were saying lot that people's views seem to be some some people's views which i didn't necessarily agree with was like well, some people are arguing about the in the universe stuff. Like, it makes no sense that he'll be, he'll look human. But I mean, if we do have this version of Davos, surely it'll be explained that it's a past version, or, or oh, his his path is gonna diverge a bit. Who knows? Hmm. I'm sure he's not gonna say, "Well, now." Now he looks like this because we'll pretend he always looks like this. That's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. And the other thing as well, I mean, he was always surrounded by... You see, I never thought it was... It was it, Like, to me, it was never a thing that um, Davros was evil because he's whizzing around in this thing. I mean, he's surrounded by other people who agree with him. Yeah. I mean, like Nida, for example... Um, mm. in Genesis of the Daleks, it was you know that these people are evil because of their views and what they're wanting to do, and they're all involved in the creation of the Dalek mm. um yeah. so yeah it's 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 an interesting thing I think it has it has raised uh some interesting conversations as I said, Russell T. Davis did make some interesting points in relation to the uh the depiction of disabled people in the past. And that yeah. being used as a, as a means of showing that they were immoral—that is a thing. He is right there. I don't think anyone ever made that connection in relation to Davros, though. I mean, no. o- over the over the many many years, um, I don't think you know. I've never ever come across that.
1: No, I think it, if I was in his shoes and I wanted to make that decision, I might or uh, I might have done it discreetly. And sold it as a creative choice mm-hmm. um doctor who um as a whole of course it's it's sometimes on a mission to like um fight for more equality and the goodness and stuff <laughs> um mm-hmm. so maybe i'd I'd pick another battle to fight mm-hmm. and um use something that people can actually um identify with yeah mm. but i don't know
0: yeah it's a bit of a funny one if the decision is <clears throat> that going forward davros will no longer appear like he has in i know that you know julian bleach has previously yeah. played him in a uh, div era but for argument's sake he will no longer appear as he did in the classic series
1: and that's quite a statement like has he mm. shot himself in the foot and future showrunners now
0: well, no, I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think so for future I Well, maybe because I mean, if you were to bring that back, maybe it has made the decision. He stigmatized difficult. it now. Yeah, yeah
1: possibly. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it's weird. I, I, I don't mean to make a joke or anything, but um, now he's made this association. Um, I was literally going past someone and saying he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make a joke, but the only word that screamed to mind now was Davros. Oh, God. Because he drew that connection in my mind. And, and in that moment, um, I was like, Russell. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, because my,
0: my greatest hero, and this is you know, so getting personal, was my great-grandfather. And obviously, you know, he passed away when I, was, when I was young, when I was five. But I was very close to him. I loved him dearly. He was a remarkable man. And he was incredibly strong, um, despite the fact that um, you know I remember visiting him in the hospital on several occasions because you know he he had strokes when he was in home or visiting my grandmother's. He was all you know he he was wheelchair bound. He was my hero. He was a remarkable, remarkable man, and I still miss him to this day. I, um, I never ever ever thought of, oh. Davros is a bit like my great-grandfather. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I never looked upon that as being a wheelchair-bound character or or anything like that. It was a visually striking character connected to the Daleks. The Daleks is an incredibly iconic design. It's fantastic. Uh, they still look brilliant. This was the creator of the Daleks. There's obviously that visual connection. Um... Mm. I yeah. think
1: it, it, is there is there a bad mentality in society unless unless you're a generally ignorant prejudiced person I think most of us kind of see people as simply the people they are mhm um uh, and possibly we all have some unconscious bias sometimes um kind of uh, as part of the way society is um towards anyone that's different but um, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's um, much. Uh, what am I trying to say here? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean it's, it's it's a bit of a difficult one because it is sort of uh, touching on uh, sensitive and, and important issues. Mm. Um, That's the it,
1: thing. I'm not. I don't really feel qualified to have this debate (laughs) yeah especially
0: on a a doctor who podcast and something is important it's sort of like uh, connecting it to davros is it it is a bit of a peculiar one um look i haven't got so basically i mean going back to it i haven't got any problem with the decision of you know let's let's do something different with this character i think in the short term it isn't an issue because D. davis you know he actually said you know when he was discussing this he really likes the character it's a great character so he you know he recognizes the strength of the character and we have a really good actor julian bleach playing the part so i think in the short term it's fine in the long term you've raised a couple of points uh well you raised one point rob which was that if anyone were to bring back the original design uh there's no, you know, uh, they could do it, but not without sort of like some sort of hullabaloo coming along. As you said, Rob, that decision has been stigmatized, but we'll have to see. Russell T. Davis may bring back the original design in which, you know, he could handle that. Don't know. The other thing as well is it potentially makes this fantastic, interesting character sometime in the long-term future maybe a bit dull. Yeah. But... In the in the short term, it's fine. As I said, when I was watching Destination Scarrow, I didn't have a problem with it. I just accepted it. It was later on just going, "Oh, the creative decision. It's it's interesting. You make some interesting points, but I think you're, uh, I think you've caused a you've made a solution to a problem that wasn't there in this instance." But
1: yeah, yeah. Never mind, <laughs> but anyway, but it's it's an. Has important it left disp- a bad taste in your mouth? Or are you or are you ready to kind of move on with the specials and enjoy them? Move on and enjoy the specials. It's it's been interesting,
0: <laughs> and it's it's been so like it's one of those things like oh, there's something else, and do I really have to have an opinion on this? For goodness' sake, I think yeah. I just want to go back to my original impressions of watching Destination Scarrow, and I just enjoyed it and accepted it for what it was, as it is, yeah. Russell D. Davis. You know, by all means, explain the rationale behind it. It's interesting. I disagree with it. But whatever. That was his thing. Yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, so come back. Oh, well. it's, it... But uh, on, uh, something good to come out of this, Um, when I went on Instagram, checked out Marwan Rizwan. Mm. And I saw he's in this BBC3 show. So I thought I'll, I'll give that a watch. So mm. I watched the whole series. And it's... It's um, it's I think it's based on a, a show or elements of his life, um, but it's this comedy show about his relationship with his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but you know what? Uh, without spoiling much, it it kind of goes on a bit of a surreal spiritual journey, and um, grows a connection with his family. Uh, the the comedy's there, but it's more it's more like his own charisma, like a glimpse of what we've seen in this mm. um, rather than laugh-out-loud comedy. Um, but I think it's a really, really nice show, so I recommend it.
0: Right, great. I think I will check that out because, yeah, that's one of the great things about this. He, As I said, this is the first time I've ever... Because I don't really watch a lot of television. There's probably people who are much more familiar with him than I. But... Yeah, he was the big revelation for this. I mean, I loved Julian Bleacher's and David Tennant's performance, but it it was him that really stood out for him, uh, for me. And as you see, you know, very charismatic, uh, very good actor. So... um yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be wanting to keep an eye on him. And anything that I'm aware that he will pop up in the future is like, right, I'll, I'm i going to check that out. So, yeah, Rob, that is a really great positive. Uh, love this guy. I've, I've suddenly become yeah. a fan of Do watch Moan it. We'll Rism. talk about
1: Juice next week, yeah.
0: <laughs> right, okay. What's it called? I'm going to make a point. Juice. Juice. And what channel is that on? Is that a BBC thing?
1: It is, yes. Yeah, so you can catch it on the iPlayer. Alright. Oh, okay. They're only 20, 20-odd minutes long, the episodes are probably... I think they're, I think they're pretty short, 20, 20, 30 minutes.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, I will try and catch some of those and hopefully uh, discuss those. But yeah, that was, that was, uh, yeah, he's brilliant. So just going back to, um, just sort of like uh, wrapping things up with this, um, with the, you know, it was only
1: five minutes, but what did, how would you rate it? Oh, um. Yeah, well, it was definitely good. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry, for a moment I got lost in the past and I was giving it a rating out of ten. All right, okay. I'd say it was good. Um, it's kind of what I expected, and from an in-universe standpoint, for the moment it doesn't damage too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> the behind-the-scenes stuff was certainly interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had an interesting week. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and um. <laughs> we've got an hour podcast out of it and um, crikey an hour i thought this was going to be like a 10 minute midweek special this is like a full-fledged episode Liam, is this throwing our schedule back a bit no no it hasn't
0: <laughs> maybe but um yeah yeah that's the thing because i think if it hadn't been for that discussion this would have been a nice maybe maybe 20 minute little podcast just discussing yeah maybe it. But, uh, but there was an elephant in the room and it's not as if we could could ignore it because yeah it you know
1: we'll look back on this and laugh one day.
0: <laughs> yeah, one day and just go yeah, just go. Hey, what was all that about? Pretty yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean some people have Fun very... for
1: now, it's still a bit raw, so we're not gonna talk about anything. Like
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I think we've said everything that we need to say in a, as, as definitely <laughs> as possible, hopefully. Um yeah. Right, okay, that's everything for Destination Scaro. Um <laughs> So right. Rob, uh, what's happening for our next podcast? What's the what's the schedule looking?
1: Well, I think we'll maybe j- just um we might as well talk about the Star Beast next week I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be on soon. I think it's been on actually by the time this goes out, but we're in the past. Yeah, we'll yeah. be watching it. We hopefully will enjoy it. And um we did talk about uh, a fourth doctor comic a while back mm-hmm. from from perhaps 1980 called Doctor Who and the Star Beast and uh, which this story um is based on, yeah adapted from
0: yes so i think uh, for, for any listeners who were uh, very keen to, to hear our thoughts on on the Star Beast and going god they're weeks behind why not they're why not they're talking about this this is a deliberate decision on on rob and i uh, our part we will be discussing it that will be the next week's podcast but um we didn't want to do what we've done in the past is like rush out our review and and all the rest of it we we want to be able to uh be excited and enjoy the episode uh and then be able to furnish our thoughts a bit more so with the star beast and the subsequent uh, specials which are coming out we will be a sort of like a week behind as it were um but don't yeah. worry we're not but this, this
1: will but... be a fun december this will be our countdown to christmas and then the christmas specials out
0: Yes, but again, keeping keeping in with the theme, because the Christmas special is uh, bizarrely coming out on Christmas Day, um, we will not be. Uh, our, our, yeah. we do have a podcast coming out on Christmas Day, but it will not be uh, the current Doctor Who yeah. uh, special with uh, Shoddy Gatwa. His introduction as the Doctor, which I'm really looking forward to, that will be um, in the new year, <laughs> the, week <laughs> um, uh, the week after.
1: Perhaps not with the week after. I'm sure. I'm sure we've got something else planned for New Year's Day, Liam.
0: No, I'm talking about the uh, Shooter Gatwa thing. It will be we our podcast for that review will be a week after that has been broadcast. Will it? Okay, sorry, or maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> um, but that's that's the plan. But we would we do have a podcast coming out on Christmas Day, and that is a, uh, a, a an early Doctor Who Chris well Chris, Doctor Who linked Christmas special. Going way back. Way back when uh stay tuned but thank you very much uh for listening hope that was uh (laughs) hope you enjoyed that folks um
1: yeah thanks thanks a lot um head to cloisterbellpodcast.com for more and um check out more on patreon.com too slash cloisterbell
0: yeah thanks rob thanks everyone and take care
1: bye-bye